Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 268 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come and Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 106 to 108 in September the 20th to September the 26th. And today we're going to begin looking at Doctrine and Covenants section 107, in particular the background and historical context of this section. Now, uh, where the section begins, uh, we believe this is given kind of around eight, around April 1835. Um, this is in response to the 12 apostles uh, being called um, as as apostles and a number, a number of elders who are appointed as members of the 70. It says in uh, the Joseph Smith Papers analysis, quote, in March 1835, Joseph Smith and the 12 apostles decided that because... <clears throat> Of the many pressing requests from the Eastern churches, the apostles would conduct a series of conferences in the Eastern United States. These conferences were held for the purpose and regulating of all things necessary for the welfare of the branches of the church in those areas. Um, It appears that sometime before the Twelve departed on the 4th of May to hold these conferences, Joseph Smith presented them with this instruction, which outlined information about priesthood and church governance. Close quote. So in effect, it's like a, a priesthood training um, session, this, uh, which is quite uh, exciting. Um, and there is a lot of detail in here about priesthood, about principles of the priesthood and about the order of the church. Um, but what's interesting as well uh, is that whilst the beginning of this of this section um, talks a lot about you know, how, how the priesthood works, the power of the priesthood and so on. Uh, there is another part to the section which I'll mention later as well. Before we go into that, though, um, I'll just read this from the, the Joseph Smith Papers analysis. It says, quote, Heber C. Kimball remembered that Joseph Smith dictated the instruction on priesthood at a meeting of the Twelve one evening after the apostles had been called, and most of them had been ordained. Kimball's account places the meeting sometime before the first week of April 1835. Uh, close quote. Uh, so this is um, basically it's instruction to the 12. And so we've got a lot to cover with this. Um, but before we do, like I mentioned, the verses 60 to 100, it seems that these uh, instructions about specific offices in the priesthood uh, was actually given on eight, on the 11th of November, 1831. So a whole four years before, really, um, this this instruction was given about priests, teachers, deacons, bishops, and so on, which indicates just how the Lord had, whilst the Lord was revealing things line upon line, precept upon precept, um, he had also revealed some important aspects of church organization and leadership um, quite early on. Uh, and so this is uh, an interesting uh, note to, to, to make there. But for now, let's uh, go straight into Doctrine and Covenants 107. So uh, in Doctrine and Covenants 107, uh, we begin with an, a description about the priesthood and the two of priesthoods, as it were. Although remembering that um, the priest, the Aaronic priesthood and Melchizedek, Melchizedek priesthood are all really part of the Melchizedek priesthood, uh, but the Aaronic priesthood and all the offices of the Aaronic priesthood and, and the Melchizedek priesthood are offices or appendages to 
the, uh, the Melchizedek priesthood. Uh, we'll get on to that in a second. In terms of uh, the Melchizedek priesthood and its name, we know that in verse 3 it says, before, before Melchizedek's day, it was called the Holy Priesthood after the order of the Son of God. Um, Elder Dieter F. Uggdorf said this, quote, Brethren, we hold the Holy Priesthood after the order of the Son of God. It is the power God has granted to man on earth to act for him. In order to exercise his power, we must strive to be like the Saviour. This means that in all things we must we seek to do the will of the Father, just as the Saviour did. It means that we give all glory to the Father, just as the Saviour did. It means that we lose ourselves in the service of others, just as the Saviour did. Close quote. I like how um, Elder Ruckdorf there used the the name the the full name of the priesthood to then power to pinpoint home the responsibility uh, of those people who use that priesthood to act as the saviour would. And again, here he is speaking to uh, holders of the Melchizedek priesthood, uh, those who hold the authority to administer ordinances, uh, such as blessings and confirmation and uh, and all those other things. But what we need to remember is that, um, as we've discussed before, all members of the church can, can access power of the priesthood in their re- respective calls and, of- and responsibilities in the church and in the home. Uh, and so that applies to anyone who wants to be able to use the power of that priesthood. Um, in verse 5, as I mentioned, it talks about how uh, the amount uh, in all, all of the authorities or offices in the church are appendages to this priesthood, meaning the Melchizedek priesthood. I think this is a good moment to share uh, this quote by President Alan H. Oaks. As I just mentioned before about how all members of the church can use the the power of the priesthood and and have authority in that priesthood as well um, and recognize that all of these are appendages to the Melchizedek priesthood. He said, quote, I come now to the subject of priesthood authority. I begin with the three principles just discussed. One, priesthood is the power of God delegated to man. Two, priesthood authority is governed by priesthood holders who hold priesthood keys. And three, since the scripture states that all other authorities and offices of the, in the church are appendages to this priesthood, all that is done under the direction of those priesthood keys is done under priesthood authority. How does this apply to women? In, the first, in, the, in an address to the Relief Society, President Joseph Fielding Smith, then present, quorum of the, present of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, said this, While the sisters have not been given the priesthood, it has not been, it has not been conferred upon them. That does not mean that the Lord has not given unto them authority. A person may have authority given to him or a sister to her to do certain things in the church that are binding and absolutely necessary for our salvation, such, such as the work that our sisters do in the house of the Lord. They have authority given to them to do great and wonderful things, sacred unto the Lord and binding just as thoroughly as are the blessings that are given by the men who hold the priesthood. In that notable address, President Smith then said again and again that women have been given authority. To the women, he said, you can speak with authority because the Lord has placed authority upon you. He also said that the Relief Society has been given power and authority to do a great many things that work which they do is done by divine authority. And of course, the church work done by women or men, whether in the temple or in wards or in branches, is done under under the direction of those who hold priesthood keys. Thus, speaking of the Relief Society, President Smith then explained 
the Lord has given to them this great organization where they have authority to serve under the direction of the bishops of the wards, looking after the interest of our people, both spiritually and temporally. Thus, it is truly said that Relief Society is not just a class for women, for women, but something they belong to, a divinely established appendage to the priesthood. Close quote. Uh, there's that other quote that uh, President Oaks is known for, where he said, if it's not the authority of the priesthood that, that, that sisters and those who don't hold the priesthood yet act under, then what authority do they act under? Um, you know, I think that we need to make this very clear. Obviously, as we go through now, we will go through specific offices within the Melchizedek priesthood uh, that can be that individuals, uh, particularly males, can be ordained to. For example, uh, in verse 10, it says, High priests, after the order of the Melchizedek priesthood, have a right to officiate in their own standing under the direction of the presidency in administering spiritual things and also in the office of an elder priest, teacher, deacon and member. Um, we will continue on tomorrow and the next day, probably going through these uh, different offices and through specific things about uh, the priesthood that we need to understand. Um, but remembering that first point about the priesthood, uh, as Eldrukdorf said, uh, as, as all members of the church, recognizing that we need to try and live as our Savior did so we can act as he would. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.